Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Shalom, I'm Michael Karam and welcome to another edition of My Brother's Keeper. Today we're going to be focusing on the beleaguered nation of Afghanistan. Afghanistan of late has been in the news and the situation right now is very, very critical for many people in the nation. I know we know that you've been watching some of the images that have been played out on the news and in other places. Today we have a special guest, someone who's lived and worked in the nation Afghanistan, uh, Linda Richter. But before we begin, let's start as we often, as we usually do, with uh, with the Word of God and prayer. We read in always in the all through the books of Hebrews, James, Peter, John. We're we're looking at a church that's in persecution. So I'm going to read from First Peter. Chapter 5 and verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, stand in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brothers throughout the world, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. When Peter wrote these words, the the, the churches all over the, the Mediterranean were under extreme persecution in the Roman Empire. Today, there's a similar situation going on in Afghanistan. And as we begin our conversation, let's start with prayer for the nation of Afghanistan. Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for the, uh, those that have been serving and laboring for the uh, church in Afghanistan. And Lord, we want to lift them up to you at this time, Lord, as we've seen images on our television screens. And Lord, our hearts have been pierced with the suffering and the fear that's going on right now. So, Lord, we ask that as we have this conversation, Holy Spirit, you would direct our hearts into the love of Messiah and the perseverance of the Holy Spirit that he gives power to the church at these times. And so, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. We ask that you direct our conversation in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So today we have with us um, Linda Richter. Linda is a teacher and trainer and coach for uh, nonprofits and churches in the Middle East. She spent uh, years laboring in Afghanistan and as well as just returned there uh, about uh, a month ago. Uh, Linda, could you give us kind of just a, uh, uh, some context for what we're seeing on the news right now? What's happening? Uh, give us some kind of understanding about the political, geopolitical situation with the U.S. and NATO forces leaving. Yeah. Hey, Michael, thanks so much for the opportunity to share. Um, It's such a complex situation. Obviously, we've heard different things over the years. Uh, You know, it's a nation that's uh, gone through various uh, transitions throughout their history, Um, you know, with the British, with the Soviets, um, you know, Mujahideen and, uh, you know, Taliban eventually forming and, there's a lot of complexity to it all. And of course, we know the most uh, you know, famous part of history for, for m- most these days is from the time of 2001 onward, um, you know, where it began really a new era. Um, 
yeah. for for life for Afghans in in modern history. Um, so, tell us something about you and your work. How did you get involved in all of this? I mean, you you work in conflict zones. You've been in and out of Afghanistan. What? How did God call you into this work? You know, I have always had a passion uh, for conflict-affected regions. Uh, well, I shouldn't say always. That's too big of a statement. But uh, probably since about minimum since 2010, um, and just knew that that was a region of the world that I wanted to be involved in. And one of the things in particular was the fact that uh, I have such a passion and for places where everyone else says there's no hope. Um, wow. I rem well, remember what, what it was like not to have hope in my life and, and what God did in my life to bring, I just have a, a desire and a passion to, to help others experience that even on a, a national level. Always begins with an, in, an individual uh, transformation begins with one, that's, that's why the region and uh, Afghanistan engage in a very um, powerful, uh, intentional way in doing leadership development, transformational leadership development. And when I saw, and we worked predominantly uh, with, you know, obviously our work was predominantly, it's a Muslim nation. So we were working, you know, in, in multiple sectors, government, business, civil sectors, and, but seeing huge transformation take place in people's lives. Um, and I mm -hmm. said, wow, if, if we can see transformation in a nation like Afghanistan, uh, it, it can work anywhere. And I just said, mm -hmm. I want to do that the rest of my life. And, Excellent. Uh, wow. love, have such love for the nation of Afghanistan. So tell us about your last time you were there. Was it, was the mood, what was the mood like in the country? I mean, well, first of all, let's step back a little bit. Tell us about the transition over the last 20 years of what's happened with the Afghani church. We know it was a very small, uh, you know, very uh, embryonic almost church with uh, locals in 2000. But now over the last 20 years, it's, from what we've heard, it's really grown. Can you talk about that at all? Yeah, of course, I need to be careful about that. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, it has been extraordinary. Um, I, to give context, uh, I was just back there for three and a half weeks, and I met more believers in the first four days than I had in two and a half years when I lived wow. there. That's uh, amazing. So... Uh, yeah, it was extraordinary and just such a privilege. So there's something that's very genuine, uh, and it's it's amazing. Um, the the believers that I know and and so many of my friends know they they are they have a passion for their nation. Mm -hmm. They they ha they want to be there. Uh, they you know don't want to leave. Um, and uh, you know this is a time of great shaking right now, but. But it is exciting because, I mean, the, people, var it varies on, on the numbers. Um, I, I would, some would, would, I tend to be more conservative probably as it relates to numbers. Um, I would say between eight to 10,000 um, across the nation. Uh, mm -hmm. 
but yet the world as a whole does not even realize that there's such a thing as Afghan, you know, believers, Christians in the nation. And so mm. generally speaking, I'd say there's not an outcry like, you know, we need to, uh, you know, reach or help and serve them, except, of course, there's more and more awareness and, uh, you know, among the faith-based uh, churches and communities around the world that are, are lifting up their voices. But God is at work and uh, the Taliban, no one else has the last word in a nation but God. And so Amen. we still have Amen. great for what God will do, is doing and will do in the nation. And and uh, and we knew know that whatever the enemy means for evil, the scripture is very clear that God will turn for good to those that love him and are called according to his purposes. So yeah. we're standing in faith for that. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. I mean, it's so important to focus, even in the midst of great persecution, on God's sovereignty in a nation. And I know that, you know, you've had now at least 10 or 12 years in Afghanistan, you know, visiting the nation, even living there. Tell us a little bit about what, what went wrong at this last. Where's that, why did this unravel so quickly? I don't want to spend a lot of time, but give some context for our viewers about what's happened over the last month and and why this has gone so terribly wrong for the nation of Afghanistan. You know, again, that's something that uh, I just want to tread lightly because there's, you know, the reality is we don't know what we don't know. And right. I, I can't say that I'm a in a position to say, oh, I know it happened because of this or that. Um, and certainly don't want to make judgment statements on, uh, you know, who should or shouldn't be in the nation. Uh, I will say that the, that the how uh, of how um, probably how the departures took place were probably significant uh, mm -hmm. in this. But but Michael, I I cannot really speak much into this. Um, right. And and I don't, and to be honest, and I, I know you don't want to take it away from uh, you know the people's lives because mm -hmm. right now that's irrelevant. It's you know, irrelevant as to what is right now. And right. so that's Good. really, I know that's what your right. focus is as well. Right. Now, with the current situation, what are some of the biggest challenges for the church and the believers and for, uh, you know, the groups that you've worked with? What are they facing right now? What are the decisions that they're having to make? Well, uh, you know, the, a lot, well, I'll just say two, you know, no one, uh, no one, the, the Afghans, nobody uh, imagined that this could happen in the lightning speed that it took place. And so it caught, for sure, I would say, the general population uh, off guard. Mm -hmm. um, everyone was, you know, uh, well, I, would, I wouldn't say everyone, sorry, that's an overstatement, but, you know, you know, so many were uh, actively seeking to make sure their documents were in order, getting passports as necessary, you know, fam families with children especially, making sure that, that paperwork was done. Mm -hmm. um, and, and But, I mean, I have friends in different regions, and they were like, oh, it's, you know, it, it, there's a possibility that, that the Taliban will attack within the next few weeks. And within, in fact... Even I know of, of one brother, he was in, in a, a town that, um, that's well known, but a, a smaller region. And 
he went to bed that night. Uh, and, you know, the idea again was a few weeks uh, of resistance at least. And um, he, you know, was doing, they were, they were going forward with life. He was working with the NGO. And of course, already uh, there was a lot of movement for even NGOs, uh, you know, having contingency plans and starting to look at what they were going to need to do for their people and stuff. And uh, like he went to bed that night and when he, he, his oldest son, a little child was sick and he went to go get medicine at like 6 a.m. And, and everyone is out and he's like what is happening like they're like some people are like we try to get a hold of you the taliban are, are coming in now and mm. he raced back to his home wow. you know and just like left the town you know uh he was stopped on the way out there was a, a lot of trauma that took place um in his departure even but you know then landed that day into kabul which was the day then uh that kabul you know was yeah. taken over by, by the Taliban in, in a day. Yeah. So it, it was just fast and furious. So mm -hmm. uh, the challenges are are multifaceted, of course. Um, you know, there's very specific door-to-door -door searches that are being done. In the, the town, city my friend fled from, uh, all wow. the NGOs have been ransacked, wow. all of them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 60 vehicles confiscated wow. um, and... <laughs> All their offices, you know, uh, just totally, you know, torn apart. So you would say generally, like, there's, I mean, the images that we're seeing on the television in terms of, I mean, around the airport and things like that, but there's a general state of panic within the nation because of what could be happening. Um, which, po which, which, I mean, they've talked about this a little bit on the, on the news, but which, in your opinion, what are the most vulnerable uh, segments of the population when this happens. Can you just kind of give some insight into uh, our view for our viewers? Sure. I'd say, uh, you know, it's multifaceted for sure. We know without a doubt, it's very clear they are going door to door in multiple, uh, you know, across the country and seeking out those that either worked with um, government, uh, NGOs, um, and um, Christian also, yeah, uh, Christian and non-Christian, but for sure those that were, again, faith-based. Uh, okay. You know, we, you know, generally speaking, organizations organizations uh, that are in the country, they are doing the work that they say they're doing. It's n it's not a front. Now right. people share their lives and they invest, but it, it's 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 not a front like, you know, for proselytization, which, you know, is what uh, people want to decry. They share their lives, invest in the lives of others. Um, but anyway, so, and for sure, there's a general sense that, okay, if you were especially a part of an NGO or, or faith-based, then you are definitely then one of the, you know, um, uh, my brain, I only had two hours of sleep. Uh, <laughs> Oh my you God! A collaborator. You're a collaborator with the enemy. Yeah. 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 Uh, or you know, you're you're you know, you're the worst form of humanity. So okay. they're ones, and then and of course they. It is known the Taliban know that there are are Afghan Christians now in the nation, and so there's wow. definitely a, a hunt against them. I would say you know one of the um, one of the 
uh, ethnic groups that are probably uh, definitely at more risk historically have been the Hazara. Um, You know, they're Afghans, but the Hazara population have have definitely been, you know, uh, historically uh, under a lot of persecution. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Give me give me some numbers. Give us some numbers. What's the what's the general what's the population of Afghanistan right now? Uh, the population of Afghanistan, oh, 56 million. I'm so terrible at that. That's That's okay. Just generally speaking. Okay. And how big is, how, what is the percentage of the Hazar community? Uh, man. Yeah. I wish I'd known that ahead of time. I would have, I would have done better. It is one of the large, it's one of the largest five populations. Sorry. There are 30, 38 million Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I was way off. A little bit bigger than, you know, several million bigger, like, say, than the size of Texas. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Okay. And then, now, uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just want to ask, how can believers in, in different nations, what, would, what can they do to stand with? I know they can pray, but what else can they do uh, at this time? Because I'm, as I've, you've shared with me, you've been on the phone to believers there, to organizations, trying to kind of encourage What's happening right now? Are there still people that are trying to get out of the country? Do they do they need do they need financial help? Are they fleeing their homes? Kind of give us an understanding of what's happening right on the ground with many people. Yeah, it is. It's a disaster. There are no people have no access to money right now because the, you know anything. Uh, all banks are closed. The ATMs have no machines. Even before uh, the complete takeover happened, uh, people were only being allowed uh, to withdraw ten thousand apps at, at the most at a time, and you know the hours of waiting in line at a bank to be able to get it. Um, so there are no, there's no form of government operation right now. So you know, no, none of the, you know, governmental processes are happening. Right. Um, right. You know, the so people are are in great need. Even just per, my, you know, my friend that led left the town. I mean, these are that's that's one person out of tens of thousands and thousands of uh, people that have the same story. They, wow. they left their town because, uh, you know, the Taliban were closing in. Everyone thought that Kabul would be a place of refuge at least for months. And so tens of thousands came there living, you know, on the streets, uh, in mosques, under trees, whatever, under bridges. Um, and, um, and so, you know, don't have access. Shops are closed in many places. There are no women on the streets in many areas, of course, uh, you know, photo shot, photo shoots, uh, you know, in, 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 uh, media things, they set up some different things, but, uh, you know, uh, so, so basically if, if, if somebody doesn't step in, we're potentially looking at a great humanitarian disaster in the country. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, to be fair, we don't know, you know, there there are different views of of how the Taliban are being self-portrayed, portrayed by others, and what is being seen actually on the ground, Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, doesn't necessarily match entirely with with either of those. So uh, certainly not uh, not, uh, in the completely beautifully polished way that it's presented in some places. But um, it's, uh, you know, the prices of everything is is extraordinary. So Mm -hmm. 
But we know things are going to open up. They have control of the borders, so there will be, you know, eventually, uh, quote, whatever normal life looks like. But then the question is, who's at risk in that and, and what can we do for them to get out? So, you know, nations are scrambling to mm. to help, uh, you know, those that have helped uh, their own nations get out. Uh, and then we have nations that are starting to say, look, we don't want to just help those that have helped us directly, but we also know that there are, you know, at-risk communities and individuals that we want to, you know, re extend, you know, help to as well. So, so nations are getting their own people out and trying to help those that helped their name throughout the last, you know, 20 years uh, in particular, uh, because we know that they, they, know, they know that they are direct targets. Um, mm -hmm. So some of the greatest needs will, I mean, right now we have people, we are organizing planes like we get, have planes like right now there are no commercial flights it's only uh right. you know either charter flights or military flights but we're working now to uh you know uh be able to get flights in but part of the issue is we have to be able to have diplomatic uh, uh ties as well because okay where can the planes go we get right. them you know sponsored right so where, where are you going to fly to so yeah so it's a very difficult situation. Exactly. Listen, has uh, just on your own, in your own, uh, watching the nation, serving in the nation, praying for the nation, uh, working with the nation, has God spoken anything to you personally about, uh, you know, th this time, what what to do, what how to pray for people, how can the the church in the West stand with the Afghanis? How can they pray at this time? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, first of all, I think the thing that has stood the most, I've, you know, also spent a lot of time in, lately in, in Lebanon and some other nations that have, ha you know, have so much going on and, and shakings are happening in nations around the world. Um, and, you know, Iraq, so many nations and, you know, that have direct impact in, in nations throughout the Middle East. And, yeah. and the scripture says very clearly in Haggai, it says, I'm going to, God says, I'll shake the heavens and the earth and uh, the sea and the dry land, all that's in it. And they will turn to the desire of the nations. And so yeah. we are, I think one of the ways to pray is to say, God, not only despite of, but maybe even because of what's happening. God, would you turn hearts? Uh, we're praying for incredible uh, revelation, you know, dreams and visions and, you know, and God turning Saul's to Paul's. Uh, we know of, you know, even among the Taliban, you know, that there are believers among wow. the Taliban that they Amazing. will be individuals that will even at sake of at their, you know, at their own risk, uh, you know, uh, do what they can to warn, to help others. Um, and, and we just, you, you know, we, you know, God's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. It shall not be destroyed. Mm. It's, it's not going backwards. Uh, mm. we're, the, the kingdom of God is going forward. And so, uh, mm. I think, yeah. And I think this is important. We can't judge whether, uh, believers determine they need to stay or go. Um, you know, it's our, it's, they have to hear from God and, and they, you know, it's their ability to hear. And so I, I'm not going to decide for somebody else. I'm, if someone says, please, we need help, please help us get out. I, I'm not going to say, no, you should be there because, you know, we need the, the gospel to go forth. But 
we know that there are those that are standing. And in fact, I forgot to say this, Michael. Um, recently, the, the Afghanistan went through a new, they're setting up a new system for their Tasquera, the, their ID cards. And, you know, this is not hidden. It's known in, in Afghanistan, so I'm not revealing anything, but uh, it, like there were believers that made a choice because they actually had to go and say, uh, you know, this is what we are, whether Muslim, Hindu, wow. uh, Buddhist. Yeah. Uh, and that we know that's other. a big step. We know that's a big step for many oh. Middle Eastern believers to be able to openly declare to the government their change of uh, a faith. And that's not an easy thing. And now this, you know, could really be, uh, uh, you know, at risk of their life now that they've done this. Linda, we're running out of time, but I want to ask you to just pray for the church in Afghanistan, to pray for the nation, and also to, um, yeah, to really pray, to really uh, release a prayer for the nations to know how they're to be involved. So if you could lead us in that, we'd really appreciate it. Father, we come before you on this day and God we just say our eyes are fixed on you Lord we lift up our voices uh, in one accord on behalf of the nation of Afghanistan we think of uh, in particular Lord even women and children I mean yeah. I didn't even mention that in those of the most vulnerable mm -hmm. and at risk in, in, in the nation and and yet God we know that the history and 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 the price they have paid under the rule of Taliban historically and Lord we, we you know children that have heard gunfire and rockets for the first time in their lives that are terrified right now mm -hmm. God we are asking Prince of Peace, would you reveal yes. yourself? Would you bring yes, peace Lord. to the to the hearts of 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 those Lord that that are in fear? God, your word says that perfect love casts out all fear. And God, we ask yeah. that you would just flood hearts with the knowledge of your love. God, we're mm. praying, God, that you will that the nations will respond, Lord, uh, because the nations will give accounts to you of how we respond in the time of need for for the people for other for others lord and so god i pray that the church would arise in glorious fashion and mm. respond god in a way that mm. is pleasing to you god we would ask god that 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 the nations and 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 churches and faith-based organizations would would come together in a way to respond in a way that brings glory to you and and serves those that are especially at risk in these days. God, we thank you for your work in the nation of Afghanistan. God, we bless our brothers and sisters. We we, we just pray, God, that you give them courage, boldness, Lord, wisdom, that they would hear a voice behind them saying to go to the right or to the left, that they'd hear the voice saying, this is the way, well, this is the way you should walk, God. Uh, God, that they would hear your voice. And we just thank you. God, Amen. thank you, God, that this Amen. is your nation in your heart and you carry them. We bless the nation of Afghanistan, the people of Afghanistan, and the believers in that nation. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Linda, thank you so much for joining us on My Brother's Keeper. You gave us a great insight into the situation in Afghanistan. Thank you as well for those who joined us for another edition of My Brother's Keeper. We will actually also be posting information with this interview on how you can get involved with Afghanistan at this time. Shalom from Jerusalem.
Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.